Maximum News is a political satire podcast. The views expressed by the hosts or guests do not necessarily represent the views of the network or our sponsors. Also, it's very hard to talk about people like Ted Cruz without saying lots and lots of swear words. So maybe don't listen with the small little children persons. Sorry about that. We we've got so many people here that I think we are we are uh, kind of melting the servers. So they just keep crashing, huh? So I think we're back online here. Great. Um, all right. Well, it's certainly uh, an, an incredible honor to uh, have Governor DeSantis uh, make this uh, stark announcement. <laughs> Uh, can, are you there? Can you hear us? I think you broke. I'm right, here. I know. I think I think you broke the internet there. We had over half a million people in one Twitter space, and it was growing by like fifty thousand a minute. So, uh, congrats on uh, on breaking the internet there. <laughs> I am running for president of the United States to lead our great American comeback. Welcome to wow. Maximum News, everybody. Uh, the daily, uh, the, the launch of this show hopefully will be much, much smoother than the, the launch of the DeSantis campaign, which that's, you heard the highlights of. Uh, but what you didn't hear there, obviously, with this being an audio platform, is the um, the little shortcuts there were uh, two minutes later, three minutes later, yeah. ten minutes yeah, later. Yeah, dragged on for some time. So essentially, you didn't hear DeSantis's voice for about 20 to 25 <laughs> minutes yeah. into this launch. A uh, lot of errs and ums by Elon Musk about how much of an honor it was. To... He's literally clicking around trying to get his website to work. Wowie zowie. 500,000 people they can't handle on the twitter yeah. space <laughs> did that not sound like not a lot to oh you? no that, like, yeah that's weak <laughs> weak <laughs> sorry five hundred thousand people crashed the internet yeah. what <laughs> yeah i don't think that's how the internet works at all oh yeah if, if that yeah you've got and you're like a tech guy <laughs> exactly he's like the tech guy like, i'll manage the servers okay. just goes to show how much he just comes in with shit that already exists and doesn't know what the fuck he's doing absolutely everybody that's like he made tesla get the fuck out of here <laughs> he bought it that shit already existed he wouldn't know how to make a tesla i uh as someone who i work in in video production so i deal with like technical issues all the time and it is like stressful so i i enjoy the shit out of it though like when it's like someone else you know who, who someone just else has, eating like, shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and the fact like that he, he has like enough money to like salt like there's no excuse man there's <laughs> exactly. no excuse man you you don't have audio people there just re on deck ready you're, to have you're, that you're, shit you're rolling. doing like a the world i mean like you, it was the big news like that day for a few days like twitter you're not like, even dealing with an audio and video feed <laughs> audio only audio only at it's this a point phone call <laughs> audio only at this point is the easiest thing to Absolutely. pull off yeah. like if you can't get that shit to work <laughs> what the fuck is happening with you i mean wow there's like he's twitch out. streamers who probably have bigger audiences who you know don't crash the internet <laughs> yeah, quote exactly. break the, that yeah. was their that was their cover for we didn't know what the fuck we were doing yeah exactly <laughs> oh there were so many people there was just so many people uh by the way everybody my name is michael zampino hey i'm tj clark and uh welcome back to maximum news a lot has happened since we last left you obviously yeah. desantis has officially announced that he is running for president I fumbled into it just to get uh, old fall into the president south carolina senator tim scott also uh, announced uh, his yeah. candidacy with a, uh, with uh, we, we all remember old Howard Dean. We never let you forget the, <laughs> and uh, but old Timmy, boy, oh boy, he sure did have himself a little Howard Dean moment. Hello, no, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, no, Justin. It 
It's so good. What does he say there? I don't hello, even... North Charleston. North Charleston. Wow. South Carolina. Yeah. It's like a, it's almost like it says hello, Tulsa. Hello, North Charleston. <laughs> hello, North Tulsa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tim wow. Scott. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, Although, f- fuck him, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that guy's been going around being like, uh, listen, I'm just, w- when it comes to abortion, I'm going to just sign whatever the craziest <laughs> shit you send my way is, because that's what will make people happy. Yeah. And by people, I mean 14 of them. Exactly. Um, since we left you, uh, the biggest piece of local news, obviously, is that SB 613 uh, passed and was signed into law by uh, by Kevin Stitt. Um Luckily, the ACLU and Lambda Legal did have their lawsuit ready to go uh, pretty much immediately, filed suit, and uh, A.G. Drummond, um, to his credit, stepped in and put a stay. Okay. Uh, So the bill will not be enforced while the litigation goes through the court system. That's good. Which is the opposite of what is happening with some of the abortion bills going on across the country. Oh, yeah. uh, some of those courts are allowing those bills to uh, be enforced uh, while the lawsuits are going through the court system, which is just insane. Yeah. Um, so credit to A.G. Drummond, uh, Gittner yeah. Drummond. That was a wonderful thing he did. He, it was the right thing to do. Absolutely. Um, so absolutely credit where credit's due. That was a great, great move by him, and yeah. I'm super, super glad he did it. So we at least have the time that it will take for this, uh, you know, and obviously the courts, they, they drag their feet. So this could be a while. So, yeah. so there's, you know, a, a potential, process. correct. There's potential, you know, a, a year or multiple years worth of a stay for some of these kids to, yeah. to, to be able to um, not be afraid of losing their gender affirming care. And, yeah. and that being said, that's not going to say that, that while it's going through the court system, there aren't going to be a lot of doctors that are just too scared to, to risk it. Yeah. You know, so there are kids that are probably going to still lose access and yeah. have to go to alter, alternate routes. And it's pretty fucking terrible. Um, it is. Also, like, is, this is just an honest question. Do at some point... Because I know what happens with a few of these things, and for right now, especially trans-related things, it seems like when there's several states where these lawsuits are popping up, that and as like appeals pop up and stuff, what well, at some point will the Supreme Court just like scoop them all up and just make a decision regarding? What's, what's most likely to happen is that uh, there will be one case from one state um, that will make its way up through the system to the Supreme Court. Yeah. And and that is usually where uh you'll have, you know, and I don't know, it kind of depends because, you know, it's it's not a, a federal case. It's not, you know, yeah. but it's it's um I don't know, it's really tough. The but it, there is the potential that like, you know, theoretically this case in Oklahoma yeah. could be the one that makes its way to the Supreme Court yeah. uh, for them to decide that making laws uh, like this yeah. um, is unconstitutional. And um, I mean, yeah, it's my blatantly f- unconstitutional. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, big time. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, everything about it's horrible. I was just wondering, like, I know like the delay is good and it's like, Eventually, I feel like all these things are going to be knocked up to the Supreme Court, just the way it's it's going. So well, it depends my, because if it's if it's shot down on a lower court, like if it gets, yeah. you know, if 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 then won't let's the state say just appeal it and knock it to an like it doesn't it just keep going up as long as people keep appealing it. Or is that not how it works? But the but the the court can choose not to hear an appeal. Oh, that's that's, that's the bad part yeah. about it is that you can have say the Oklahoma Supreme Court is super conservative and they just yeah. choose not to hear the appeal. Then the lower court's ruling will stay. Okay. Um, yeah. And then your only your only recourse is is either a new law or a repealing of the old law, mm. um, which is going to be super tough to do with a with a Republican supermajority like we have here. <laughs> yeah. Um, which those pieces of shit just passed another super restrictive uh, medical marijuana law that ever since 788 is passed, they have been passing measure after measure after measure to make it harder. And I read the the change. Was it something that Stitt did or the House did where they like drug offenses? Like we, we voted to like make everything misdemeanor, right? And now they're like peeling it back and saying if you have three you're a felony or something like that. I don't remember that part of it but they 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 basically rolled several different 
bills into one bill, yeah. like the prepackaging bill, um, the uh, pre-exist, the qualifying conditions bill. Yeah, um, all of those were in this one, which I believe was four seventy three. Um, and it just passed, so it's off to get signed by Stitt. You know, he'll. It's seventy seven to eighteen. It passed. Yeah, seventy seven votes to restrict our medical marijuana laws that the people overwhelmingly so voted for. Yeah, yeah. The, the fact that they, that's that's even bigger that they're like repealing shit that people voted on. Like, why isn't that? Just fucking making people lose their mind. Because unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, we live. The it wouldn't matter if we were losing our minds yeah. about it. Yeah. Because when you have seventy-seven to eighteen on something, you don't <laughs> yeah. need to give a shit about yeah. your constituents Absolutely. anymore. Yeah, and that's what's so wrong about these Republican supermajorities. And it would be just as wrong to have a Democratic supermajority like that. Absolutely. So, you know, let the record show we are against supermajorities yeah. of either party, uh, especially if, if they are um, nefariously come upon absolutely. by gerrymandering and, and other things. Ugh. We, uh, uh, we, we, we might get to this later, but if you catch a re-air of Meet the Press today, they focused it mm, on yes. the Supreme Court. And, and they did a really good job of showing like how we got to the mess we're in and, and how it's Republicans and Democrats, like stuff that we passed when we were in power, like like oh, Senate yeah. changes, like Senate changes to the Senate rules and the stuff like that we made. The fact that they, have all they came back to like bite everyone. Harry Reid got rid of the filibuster yeah. to uh because the Republicans were blocking all of Obama's federal court appointees. Yeah. And uh they then used they then used that to push um, Supreme Court nominees yeah. because now you only need fifty instead of sixty. Instead of sixty, exactly. And so yeah. it's well, and it's also just another kid. example of when they've uh, chosen to uh, bypass the filibuster. So every mm -hmm. time they're like, "Oh, we can't do that. We can't do that." You do it all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. It's the same with the fucking debt ceiling. Yeah. You know how many times they raised it since 1960? 78 time. <laughs> times. Yeah. Seventy-eight. That's more than one a year. Yeah. Seventy-eight <laughs> times since 1960. Yeah. Seventy-eight times, and these motherfuckers are. Are uh, and you know we'll get into the deal that was made, but yeah, it, it, the the Supreme Court argument goes more into these all these state laws. The reason that so many of these things are happening so quick yeah. is because of that Supreme Court. Yeah, is because exactly. they're banking on having Absolutely. that Supreme Court see these cases yeah. and rule in their favor. Absolutely. And so if 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 that Supreme Court was five to four even with you know even one slightly yeah. centrist republican on that five you wouldn't be seeing nearly as many of these laws being passed this quickly because they would be afraid of them getting shot down by the supreme court yeah that's the reason three all fucking <laughs> all three of trump's appointees were federalist society yeah. all three of them yeah but one of the best things about the Chuck Todd, uh, the, the Meet the Press episode, like you were saying, is that they were really talking about what can be done to potentially, yeah. you know, the fact Correct that the it. highest court in the land has the lowest standards for ethics <laughs> yeah. Yeah. as far as enforcement goes. You know, all they have to do is just stand up there and be like, oh, no, 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 I'm I'm good. You know, you Kavanaugh sat up there and lied his ass off. Comey Barrett sat up there and lied her ass off. Yeah. You know, they're lying in these confirmation hearings, provable lies, yeah. and nothing happens. Did you hear the, the two court clerks that he had on two court clerks, like former court, court clerks, like talking to them? And he asked him, like, uh, about ethics, you know? And and one of them said they had, like, a one who worked for conservative judges, one for, mm -hmm. for, for um, progressive judges. And the one who worked for progressive judges was, of course, very honest about the Supreme Court. And he says that the chief justice at, at one point during the session beginning of the session will gather all the like aides together right and talk about ethics but really the only thing they really talk about is don't talk about what you hear in this room like yeah that's the thing they care about the most is don't keeping tell it, anybody like, keeping all the it bullshit secretive. Yeah. yeah it's like they are the least transparent like branch of government and they are maybe the most powerful right and they now. should be the most transparent absolutely i mean it's in, yeah the 
the entirety of our court system should be unbelievably transparent. You know, yeah. the, the, the fact that most everything is public record until yeah. you get to that level <laughs> yeah. is like, yeah. you know, what? why does it it's all like of a sudden Only during stop? the pandemic did we even get to listen in. You no know? shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry to get a sidetrack. No, that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, but my point just, was, like, generally was like uh, a delay is good, right? Because the longer we delay it, the greater chance of like the Supreme Court changing yeah, the, the, or something. The like, greater chance of like another <laughs> old fuck passing away. Yeah, or, or maybe yeah. they actually figure out a way to get Clarence Thomas the fuck out of there. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because uh, that motherfucker is as corrupt as they come. Jesus. They, they were talking, I know you saw some of this. And um, Here's just one more fact from Meet the Press that kind of yeah. blew my mind. You know who the most center, like if you look at the decisions and the arguments and stuff, right now, like the the center judge, the judge who is kind of in the middle, and then what the other people on the other side is Kavanaugh. I know. <laughs> at least talking. on the way he's been ruling, yeah, yeah not on the like, way he, he talks. Is the, he, but... is the, he is in the middle right now. Yeah, what the And he's fuck? like conservative as fuck. That, that just shows you like how conservative leaning it is. And they had some really cool charts too that showed like... Um, the Supreme Court's rulings versus like popular opinion, mm-hmm. and they had to, like most of the time it was like very much in the middle. It's like here's the the liberals to the left, the conservatives to the right, and kind of <laughs> in the middle is popular opinion. Right. Uh, but then like this year, it's like conservatives like re- re- <laughs> Democrats to the left, conservatives to the right, and then the judgment of the Supreme Court is to the right of, of the conservatives, right. yeah. yeah, because of abortion. Because even there's conservatives who don't agree. With what the Supreme Court did to abortions and like seventy uh, percent, it's yeah. like seventy percent of Americans, including Republicans. Yeah, so it's like the Supreme Court. Not only are they more conservative, but they're more conservative than conservatives right now. Yeah, it's really yeah. fucking insane. Yeah, it's, they've they've got well. to figure out a way to have more uh, enforceable checks and balances because that's the thing right now is that we have quote checks and balances, we have quote ethical standards, mm-hmm. but they're just. It's like the honor system. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like, hey, Scouts Honor. Yeah, I'm not gonna take money from Harlan Crow. Promise. <laughs> I, I swear to God, cross my heart. Yeah. Is there anything you've paid for, Clarence, in the last <laughs> cross 20 my years? Heart. Hope to die. Yeah. Stick a needle in my eye. I'm Clarence Thomas. <laughs> He's like, bah, I had my fingers crossed behind my back. Ah, suckers got you, you fucking idiots. God, he got the whole goddamn country. Putting pubes on coat cans, you fucking <laughs> sicko, motherfucker, pervert. <laughs> like what? That is that's not even like a sexual thing. That's like a that's like yeah. a jackass prank. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking frat boy pranks. Yeah, like ah, I made her fucking eat my pube. Ew. Uh, let's pull up. Yeah. Well, first I want to uh, briefly touch on while we were talking about uh, trans rights and everything. Obviously, yes. we're we are uh, getting into uh, Pride Month and. Oh, yeah. uh, Target is um, either taking down or moving pride displays to the back of their stores uh, because of them getting death threats because of people like, uh, what's his name, Ethan Schmidt, I think is his name, Uh that fucker that goes around to all the places and uh, Uh uh, is incredibly poorly spoken, um, and he just goes in and... and, uh, and yells about, um, yeah, Ethan Schmidt Crockett, I think, what, Ethan, yeah. This guy keeps uh, going into like Barnes and Nobles and Targets and anywhere where there's a pride display um, and just talks about how it's sexualizing children. And um, 30 seconds into the video, you can hear by the way he speaks, the the verbiage he uses, that he's a fucking idiot. (laughs) He's very stupid. Um, Objectively so. This is not me just clowning on the dude because (laughs) he's on the other side of my belief structure. This guy's an idiot. He's very dumb. (laughs) He's bad at saying words out loud. I'm picturing several Tulsa comedians. (laughs) (laughs) Man, uh, but but because Sorry. of because of him and people like him, targets are getting actual death threats. People are coming in, they're knocking over displays, they're being real pieces of shit. Yeah. And one of the things that stemmed it was that this year Target offered a tuck-friendly swimsuit for trans women. Mm. And immediately the right started lying and saying that they were selling these for children. Mm. They are adult sized only. They only come in adult size and you cannot show. And there is no proof that they have 
ever yeah. sold or offered a child size of this swimsuit. Yeah. No proof ever. They say that they offered it for kids. They did not offer it. It's a fucking lie. Yeah. But because of that, everybody on the right latched onto it and started saying that tar- that Target's selling these trans swimsuits to kids when they're not fucking doing that. And because of that, Target had to buckle. Yeah. And this is the fucking problem. Is yeah. that I'm not happy about Target giving in. I know that they, they said it was for the safety of their employees, but it's like, why don't you hire fucking security guards? Yeah, exactly. What, why don't you have your loss prevention people? Yeah, like uh, hire a security guard next to the fucking pride display. Yeah. This year, like uh, Broken Arrow had their pride parade yesterday. They were the first in town to have a pride festival. We had an interview with them. This year, two-thirds of their budget went to security. Wow. Two thirds of the Pride Parade budget went to security. Because it has to. Yeah. And then nothing happened. Like they instantly no, had a course. great time. Everything was but fine. Like, but they I, had a very heavy like security presence. Yeah. To to say that I'm not terrified to go to Pride events now. Yeah. I would be a liar. I am yeah. scared to go to Pride events now. I'm going this because year. Because I'm first going time. also. Yeah. I'm I mean, we went with we went last year uh with the whole family. Cool. And I don't know if I want to bring Eleanor this time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm even hesitant to bring Rhett, but it's, it, yeah. you know, it's for him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's terrifying. It, the it fact that, yeah. that, that we have to, and especially him, the fact that he has to be afraid to just exist, yeah. you know? It's it's really fucked up, and and if you're out there and and you, I'm I'm sure you're not listening to this if you're this person, but if someone you know gets just upset about the idea of celebrating the existence of other people, it you really need to attempt to help them look inward because yeah. there's something inside, you know, like one of the things that. Um, like the Ethan Schmidt guy, you know, uh, yeah. he would uh, go up to Barnes and Noble, and one of the things he was, uh, oh, there was a, a, you know, like a Black Black History Month display, yeah, and it's like he goes up and it's like, oh, Black History, well, where's the white history? And I just like the Barnes and Noble lady, I, it would be just so great if they were like, oh, that's right over here. It's called the history section. <laughs> all of the rest of history. Yeah. Literally, yeah. I mean... You can find all kinds of books about white people taking the, over. <laughs> if you go to just the history section, it is yeah. going to be 80 to 90% crackers. <laughs> I mean, it is yeah. just as the white as the books, The writers of the books. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. This like, oh, well, we have to celebrate gay people for a month. When do we celebrate us? All the rest of the time, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Like, shut up. Take a back seat for once in your life. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and it's like, what's... Shocking, but not shocking to me. Is it like it seemed to be like specifically trans issues, but now they're just like it's gay. Like they don't even they're like fully out like hate gay people too, right? Oh, it's for like, sure, it's both yeah. because yeah, they it, it's the, like any any type of queerness at all. Like if you are not straight, mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, suddenly like you're a fucking problem, yep. and it's like really. I thought we we dealt with this, and I've said it before, and I I I I, I, be, I firmly believe that most people's homophobia. Just comes from a a, a a place of ignorance, and and they most of them just find it weird and icky and foreign, and they can't bring themselves to <laughs> to realize how little it affects their daily life. Absolutely, yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean. Like, I think people who eat coconut are out of their fucking mind. <laughs> I think it's disgusting, and I think there's something wrong with people who think it tastes good. However, so you I'm, not trying, I'm, not trying to, yeah, I'm not trying to make laws that are like fucking ban snowballs. <laughs> like, seriously, it's it's that level of like, how much does it affect you if yeah, someone... It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. And these are people who lose their mind if you talk about just restricting the guns, you know, like... For sure. <laughs> like, oh. when, when you want to change something about their life you know what i mean like they lose it but if you want to change something or you know let's say yeah they they may not even ever interact with i have a perfect example of the hypocrisy behind that so instead of talking about the hundreds of thousands of gun deaths that we've experienced in the past couple of decades excuse me uh 
people like Lauren Boebert, whose answer is more okay. guns, more guns, more guns, no matter how many statistics you bring about how many gun deaths we have. She's spending time having hearings on wolves. <laughs> the danger, the danger of wolves, because wolves are such a risk to human life that we need to remove them from the endangered species <laughs> list. Oh, she wants to kill wolves. She wants to kill the wolves. <laughs> That's what she's... She wants to be able to hunt wolves and bears. <laughs> so she wants to remove them from the endangered species list, grizzlies and wolves. Um, and her justification for this, she calls it the, and get this, she calls it the Trust the Science Act. <laughs> this oh, fucking bitch. Fucking rich coming from you. <laughs> exactly. This fucking walking turd. The Trust the Science Act. And so here's a quote that she has from, from uh, the hearing that was this week. From 2002 to present day, approximately 500 people have been attacked by wolves with nearly 30 of those attacks resulting in human deaths. And remind me, uh, remind yourself that she's reading this with her typical um, candor or, or uh, uh, timbre, and, and uh, she's basically like yelling it like <laughs> yeah. it's the, the worst thing that's ever happened to the United States. Um, and 40 she, people dying of wolf, wolf. Uh, 30. Oh, 30. Sorry. 30. Of, yeah. And she also said, oddly, she said with nearly 30 of those resulting in like human 25. death. 25. 29. I don't know. Who, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, is that she uh, willfully and purposefully left out the fact, um, and someone else was very quick to point this out, which I love. There was a Democratic, uh, I forget the, the House rep's name, but he was very quick to point out that this quote that this she was quoting from came from a recent Norwegian Institute of Nature study uh, Norwegian Institute for Nature excuse me um, and they showed that of those 500 attacks that was worldwide <laughs> and of the 30 uh, only two of those 500 cases were in the US <laughs> and only one was fatal well, so only one person died of a wolf bite. And only two were attacked <laughs> wow. in the United States. Damn. Two attacks, one death. She's trying to pass laws. And How this fucking... is more important than, than That's more gun than laws. ironic. That's just like insulting, you know? In the study that she was quoting from, in that very same study, it later goes on to say, and this is a direct quote from the study, it is apparent that the risks of a wolf attack are above zero but far too low to calculate. <laughs> so they're wow. basically saying, yeah, it's above zero, but it's like point zero 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 one. Maybe. Yeah. Like we can barely get an average. That's here. what she's that's what yeah. she's spending taxpayer dollars on to have mm, hearings about. That's great. Yeah. The trust the science act because she wants to hunt wolves. She wants to fucking kill more animals. Like I I wish <laughs> I wish that's what all politics was <laughs> you know like i wish the world was so great that just like debating whether we should take wolves off the endangered list was government it's like i wish oh, no i wish that that's where we were as a world that that was the greatest political uh controversy right now oh yeah it'd be great if, if we had so few deaths that we were like exactly. hey look two oh, people like, got exactly we need to do people something got about hit the by two wolves. people who died yeah like what, I wish I lived in that world, you know? I mean, and it's just another example of how few people it takes for them to try and enact laws when uh, other things happen, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like the fact that trans well, people say, are, are yeah. less than 1% of the population, right? Mm -hmm. Or, or yeah. maybe 1%? Yeah, if, I think it's if, increased a tiny bit. Right. The people who identify, I know it's increased in the last few years. And, and, but it's still and like they're really making it out like it's, yeah, like they're just taking over with some fucking agenda to make everybody. Yeah. And, they're, they're, How many they're, kids have been sexually assaulted at drag shows? <laughs> zero. Yeah. How many at church? <laughs> we don't have those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Too large to calculate. <laughs> More than zero. More than zero. Oh, God damn it. Um, yeah, that's what this asshole, Lauren Boebert sucks so, so much. Mm -hmm. She's so awful. Like, the way she speaks, the, the rhythm and timbre with which she speaks just shows me that everything she does is a performance. Yeah. I mean, she is just act. She's playing a part she every like, time. She's like AI. Like everything she says was written by AI. <laughs> and there's a story that recently came out and I forget which, uh, 
publication it came out with, but they were basically talking about that, you know, since she's getting a divorce now, mm-hmm. um, some shit's coming out. Um, basically, they're saying that she may have covered up uh, the abuse of her son um, when her son called the cops on Jason Bobert, mm-hmm. her husband, saying that he was physically abusing him and throwing him around the house and asked for the police to come. You know, called blubbering, crying, obviously in a panic. Um, Only for a few minutes later for him to call back uh, and say, no, I'm okay. Everything's fine. That didn't really happen with Lauren Boebert getting on the phone and saying, everything's fine. You don't need to come. That's gross. Yeah. I mean, at at the very least, uh, that's unbelievably fucking suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But I think there's how zero. Old a kid or there's, how, how the, it was they? a teenager, I believe. Yeah. But there's, I, I personally believe, and obviously I'm fucking, you know, uh, just I'm not, whatever. Allegedly, if you want to, say, <laughs> yeah. but I think there's barely more than zero chance that she wasn't covering up for that shit. Oh yeah. You the, know. The, <laughs> she already covered up details. for him in uh, pulling his dick out at the bowling alley and saying, "Well, she asked to see it." cool that makes it fine that makes it legal Mm, man like even if even if that girl was like let me see your dick he should have been like no ma'am that's against the law (laughs) yeah jesus christ Uh, anywho um we have uh, some news in the Mar-a-Lago case. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the Mar-a-Lardo, as uh, Michael Cohen <laughs> calls it. <laughs> um, Jack Smith, uh, they, uh, I believe, gosh, now I, I forget which, uh, I think it was Bloomberg or something. Somebody uh, said they had a report saying that um, they feel like Jack Smith could, could uh, come with charges as soon as next week. Wow. Um, it also came out that... Um, one of Trump's longtime like right hand men mm-hmm. and a maintenance worker uh, moved several boxes into a storage unit oh, yeah. one day before DOJ officials came to get all the docs that they said they had. One day before, yeah, they also uh, apparently had dress rehearsals quote dress rehearsals yeah for moving boxes before a subpoena came yeah. Uh, and it came out that Trump uh, uh, several times had documents just laid out on his desk where everyone could see him and had shown them to people willingly. Yeah. I also heard, and I don't have the source, but I, <laughs> but I did hear, maybe you know, I heard that like a list of, of his witnesses, of uh, Jack Smith, right, of his witnesses included, it looked like he was going to, Ask questions about manipulating security video. Like some of the witnesses they had yeah. um, was about like you know again like, there was like people were insinuating that this like there might be some that they tried to manipulate the like video. security video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they already at least he's got witnesses on his list who are going to testify either yeah. for or uh, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. That, yeah. I mean, like this maintenance guy, you know, is basically like you know I had no idea what I was moving. Like I'm. I'm trying to feed my kids. Like <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump's Just like, hey, move, fucking move these boxes. You're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, of course, he has every reason to cooperate. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened because why the fuck wouldn't I? Absolutely. I want to go home and feed my kids. Yeah. It's a maintenance worker. I'm trying this to get is, fired today. Yeah. This isn't fucking Don Jr. <laughs> like, this is some guy that's like, I have no reason to protect this piece of shit. Yeah. And there's no way you can tell me that Donald Trump was super cool to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like always giving his kid, getting his kids Christmas presents and shit. Yeah. No fucking way. No, no way. This guy made minimum wage. <laughs> yeah, and Trump had some really bad nickname for him. I'm sure. Oh no way he didn't. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, do you want to pull up that? Uh, oh, we have here. Let's uh, let's briefly look into the uh, some of the takeaways <coughs> from the uh, the debt ceiling uh, deal that was reached uh, this week. Um, this was something that uh, we had another great instance of saying the quiet part out loud when Matt Gates, uh, in an interview, said, uh, "Quote: Why would we negotiate with our hostage?" <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, the the big takeaway is that a lot of the super 
crazy cuts that the uh, Matt Gates wing of the party wanted to happen didn't make it in here. Yeah. Which basically means we now get to see whether that one vote, uh, you know, all it takes is one member to uh, <laughs> yeah, to, to vote on uh, removing Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Um, all of them said if they didn't get what they want, yeah. that that's what's going to happen. So, yeah. you know, it's a fucking... Because what I heard, they have enough... Like, time to Demo- nut up or shut up. They say they have enough Democrat votes that they don't need the, like... The, the the hard right people. Yeah, they didn't need the the yeah. the Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Green wing yeah. of the House. So, uh, the things that they got, they got a spending cap for two years, uh, which means no cuts but no um, increases. Um, and then uh, let's see. Next, we have uh, work requirement changes for food stamps. Um, an- another not great one. Yeah, this one is real bad. I'm yeah. not a fan of this. <laughs> um, I just don't understand why at this point in time we would make it harder for anyone to access food. It, it like really why the, the literally the poorest of us. Like I've tried to get on SNAP benefits and I make too much money. Let me tell you, I'm poor. Yeah, yeah. no. It's, when you're like, I, I can't barely make each paycheck on work. Yeah, and and like, yeah, people who are on this like fucking need it. I need it and I can't get it. Like if you're on this, you need it. And then for them to make it suddenly harder for you to get. And it just goes to to really show the income inequality and how vast it is and how many yeah. regular people, the, the amount of regular people who do just barely make each paycheck stretch and who do live with food insecurity, yeah. you know, who do like, even though you know you're not going to go hungry, you have to make choices on, you know, budgeting your groceries and a lot of, and you know that one big, you wreck your car, you break your leg, you, so one simple thing and you're fucked. You're, you're all of a sudden in a situation where you really got to figure some shit out. And that's not how people should have to live. Yeah. Well, and like the, I guess it's based on, I haven't heard what the requirements are, but I know they're like adding like some more work requirements. Yeah. Basically if like, if you're, if you're 54 or and and in any way, shape or form able to work, you have to show some level of, of work that you're working in order to, this feels like not reading the room. Like no, it's really like not. we're in the news right now. Uh, until like debt ceiling stuff, honestly, was like all the AI hearings, right? Like, yeah, AI is about to. Well, you know, theoretically, people are saying it could take a shitload of jobs. Yeah. So the fact that they're making more job requirements when like we're talking about losing more how, jobs, <laughs> yeah, all of us soon are going to need some like supplemental income because we're about to see a wave of people lose their jobs in the yep. next few years. It just it's yeah, it's it, every all of their policies are just based in cruelty. It yeah. feels like uh, another it's concession just based on winning the next election. Essentially, is really yeah. all it is. They don't um, care about four years from now. They care about next year. Yo, you're absolutely right. The uh, the IRS funding that the Republicans were yelling about how uh, IRS agents were going to kick in your door with fucking AR-15s. <laughs> um, they're taking back ten billion of the eighty billion, so there's still going to be seventy billion there. Uh, a concession, but not a big one, uh, yeah. because obviously that eighty billion is getting rolled out over a number of years. Um, so that's a, it's just a, a little shaving. That's a, honestly, like if you're negotiating, that's a pretty decent concession. If you have to make concessions there, yeah. you still kept seventy billion of that eighty billion. That's a win. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, rescinding uh, unspent COVID nineteen rescue money. Um, da, 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 da. I can't believe that there was just billions unspent. Like, that there's just money like sitting around. That just blows my mind. Yeah, a right? bunch that was sitting around even after uh, so many Republicans misused it and misappropriated it. Oh yeah, it and and just, or turned it down. Like Stitt was just like turning down money, wasn't he? At one point. For the state, but yeah. not for himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Mullen got like two point two million oh, yeah. in, their, in PPP in loans. loans. Yeah. And had him forgiven. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit, turd merchant motherfucker. I hate that guy so much. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, 2.2 million, that guy. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, let's see. What else was there? No taxes on the wealthy or corporations. That's another big loss. Um, yeah, they left the student loan forgiveness 
intact, which I guess they're hoping the courts <laughs> un- undo that anyway, right? Isn't that one of the things that's like being passed? Yeah, that's that's one of the ones that that's probably going to go to the Supreme Court and probably going to get cut. So they were yeah. like, yeah, let's just wait that one out. Uh, it's, I believe it even said it right there. <clears throat> the change would effectively codify Biden, Biden's plan after the Supreme Court takes up his student <laughs> loan forgiveness program. Yeah. So, so they didn't lose too many were, things. Concessions were made for sure, yeah, but nowhere near what they were asking for. Yeah, I uh, did hear that they think it will change. Like there'll be agreements made. There'll be a little bit added, and probably, but nothing adapted. like what they were saying. Yeah, and that that's the important part is that yeah. the like draconian cuts that they <laughs> yeah. were trying to make. Like, oh yeah, it was in. They were they were really trying to pull back a lot of social spending. Yeah, um, which is just the Republicans' go to is cut social spending, funnel it into the military industrial complex, and kid just watch it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. So, anyways, when they, when they say social spending, remember they're talking about poor people. Usually. Yeah, things that things that affect probably you. Yeah, that's listening to this. Yeah, things that affect your daily life. Um, the only other thing that I had this week was uh, in uh, in another part of DeSantis's uh, terrible uh, rollout. He keeps attempting to move to the right of Trump on things, <laughs> um, and one of them was that uh, you know Trump passed uh, the uh, the First Step Act, uh, which is a bipartisan bill that passed in 2018 that reduced mandatory minimum sentences, expanded credits for well-behaved prisoners looking for shorter sentences, and aimed to reduce recidivism. Um, that was a bipartisan bill um, that was obviously supported by both sides, <laughs> yeah. uh, being the key word being bipartisan. Um, and the first step is is a key word there because it was this was a baby step, uh, reducing mandatory minimum sentences. Mandatory minimum sentences should be abolished. Yeah, not reduced. Abolished. Absolutely, they should not exist. They are inhumane. Yeah, they are, an- antithetical to a unbiased justice system. Mm-hmm. If you are saying that you're looking at every case objectively or subjectively however whatever <laughs> yeah. you know if you're looking at each case individually <laughs> and b- while also having mandatory minimum sentences it's yeah. they, those two things really don't work with each other yeah um so just pulling them back was definitely like they said a first step yeah um and so uh desantis has basically come out and said that uh, it was a uh let's see he said um So one of the things I would do as president is go to Congress and seek to repeal the First Step Act. If you are in jail, you should serve your time. And the idea that they're releasing people who have not been rehabilitated early so that they can prey on people in our society is a huge, huge mistake. Two things there, bud. Number one, nobody's being rehabilitated (laughs) in jail. I was about to say that. LOL, I'm thinking prison rehabilitates people. Yeah, your entire argument is based on on the idea that people are coming out of jail rehabilitated. (laughs) No, this is a for-profit prison system, and you want them in there the whole time the because they're it's actually a the fucking more money maker. They get, yeah. yeah, the more the the more fucked up they get, but the more money you make. Absolutely. And that's the whole thing is that he's he's on the side of the for prison for profit prison system. Mm-hmm. And any argument against reducing mandatory minimums, uh, any argument against things like this is just see it for what it is okay it's Uh it's they he can say it's to keep people safe whatever that's bullshit we all know it it's not fucking true keeping people in jail longer does not necessarily ever if i don't know that there's hardly any cases of true rehabilitation from jail i mean like rare it's maybe that one guy who like oh i accidentally did it insider trading (laughs) you know jail was super scary i'm never gonna do that again you know what i mean like yeah Yeah. there's probably instances of that but for the most part people are going in and they're learning how to be better at crime (laughs) yeah yeah oh hey you have to force yourself to be racist because if you don't join a prison gang you're you're gonna gonna die yeah no shit (laughs) yeah see that's my thing is like i i would be fucked in jail because there's no fucking way i'm ever i I don't give a shit i'm like those nazis can still fuck right off (laughs) yeah protection or no Mm -hmm. i'm like no sorry yeah you guys can all fucking you can beat me to death i don't care fuck nazis (laughs) till the day i die absolutely (laughs) it's a good way to die oh did you see my uh anniversary card from 
from my wife here. It says, roses are red, violets are blue. I'd punch a Nazi in the face <laughs> for you. That's the sweetest thing you can it's say. It's so beautiful. Your spouse. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so beautiful. Um, I say uh, uh, we should uh, dip into You wanted to briefly touch on some local yeah, news yeah, topics. Yeah, I did want to talk about just local yeah, news please. in general. Um <laughs> like local local news news in general is in a, a weird place right everywhere it's adapting and changing and uh i can't speak to anywhere other than oklahoma but i know i assume a lot of our listeners are from oklahoma so i just want to to throw this out there and say that uh we need viewers <laughs> like local news is it's been in a rough shape for i mean since the internet came out but honestly before that and now especially in oklahoma where you have um a super majority of politicians. You've got luckily they're infighting and fighting each other, so you know there's some stalling there. But most, <laughs> when you have a super majority, you have politicians who can just pass shit left and right. Yeah, regardless and of what the people a want. Strong media presence of people asking questions and getting this out to the public, so people can call and be like, "Wait, wait the fuck up! What are you passing?" You know, like, uh, and that's what these guys want. So they have successfully as. Um, it started, of course, years ago with people getting you to distrust the media, usually. Politicians on one side, you know, like they, they benefit from you not trusting the media. And yep. it has definitely taken its toll in Oklahoma. Um, if you work in the media in Oklahoma, you've seen people get laid off left and right from newspapers. Uh, uh, Tulsa World, we just had a comedian friend laid off in the Tulsa World. The Tulsa World had mm-hmm. layoffs. Um, I know all really the talented stations photographer. had layoffs. Yeah. And at my own, uh, at the station I'm currently at, there, um, and again, this I'm just going to state the facts as it airs, and this will kind of paint a picture for you. But on Sundays, um, we used to do three hours of news, and uh, slowly those went away. And and now we do thirty minutes of news because the other two and a half hours were sold to religious programming. Because <laughs> religious programming in Tulsa can make more money than news newscast can. Because yeah. if you watch uh, local news and you watch the commercial breaks, you'll see a lot of promos from the news station that you're watching promoting their other shows and you'll see um maybe a few commercial breaks because mm-hmm. there's less and less people wanting to spend money on local news because there's less and less viewers oh right? yeah and I'll, I'll i'll say what you are probably unable <laughs> to say which is that the idea of going from three hours of news yeah to 30 minutes of news and two and a half hours of Christian propaganda <laughs> because that's what it fucking is. Yeah. Uh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. To 30 minutes. And then also what's what's happening, um, and this is happening again at every station, especially if stations who are owned by these large, like by large media groups, is that mm-hmm. you're getting less and less local coverage and more and more national coverage which any any news any information if it's unbiased and 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 solid you know is great the one you've probably heard about there is Sinclair yeah yeah Sinclair they they <laughs> they've been doing it for a while there's 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 a lot of uh John Oliver of course did a, a great mm-hmm. a great piece on on their kind of like mandates that come down um at the the station I work at we don't have that kind of mandate so much as in just like it's now just it's cheaper. It's more it's it's more functional mm. for them to work on like a national level with like little pockets of local reporters and 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 producers. And lots of people are finding their way, you know. And 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 different groups are are trying different things, you know. But everyone is kind of like scattered, <laughs> fighting for for viewers and for advertisers and everything. And and really, what I'm getting at is that um, there's a lot of change happening right now, and you don't realize. How much you, as an audience, as a viewer, as a citizen in your town, you've got a lot of sway calling local news. And believe me, if you, especially if you are well spoken and don't don't insult people on the airs, physical appearance, don't don't just spout like immediately like your political rants and stuff. Just say, I would like to see more coverage about this, or hey, this is an issue that really means a lot to me. If I you happen to, to um, I don't know, think out your your <laughs> argument and <laughs> yeah. uh, and come or, at it from a respectful angle, yeah. Or if you see a great story, like you know, hey, I would love to see more issues on this, yeah. or because I think and in Tulsa is a great example. Tulsa, Oklahoma is conservative as, as hell. We sure. know this, and you've got like sixty or seventy percent of your population who identifies as conservative. So, as a business person, like you've got to advertise to these people, you know, and like so, it's tough, like to be the business model of news 
while trying to do like objective good journalism that's <laughs> that's helping the community like in Oklahoma it's so hard right now that, and that goes to why big multinational corporations buying up news stations yeah. is so detrimental to our our society because once uh, once the idea of news becomes just another line item in a, a company's you know revenue yeah. share and, and their revenue stream uh that that's when the the idea of objective journalism goes right the fuck out the window because Absolutely. for them it's not about being objective it's about whether or not it's profitable yeah and that's terrifying and, and exactly and it's and it's even and it's even more <laughs> like it just gets so gross in oklahoma uh here's some other news like we talked about, I think, on the last show a little bit. They, like, Oklahoma was at risk of being the only state in the nation without a PBS channel. Yes. Which, OETA, is, yeah. which is one of the only news sources that doesn't rely on the advertising funding model, right? Yeah. They get donations, they get state From money. like you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they, it's great. Like, journalism that doesn't have to live by the advertising model is going to do good work, I think. And, and PBS does amazing work. Mm -hmm. OETA does amazing work. Some of their documentaries are just fantastic. But they saved, like, so the governor, um, the, of course, they passed a bill to fund it. The governor vetoed funding it because he said that they're pumping child pornography and supporting, you know, they, they, what, o, what OET kids. had that, like, upsetting was they had parents sing supportive things about their trans and gay kids. And he thought immediately, oh, this is propaganda and it must go. Luckily, it's also one of the only um, statewide media groups who covers local politics yeah. heavily. That's so another reason why he wanted them out of there probably, is because yeah, he didn't want them like, objectively yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, reporting on all the bullshit he's doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and the, he's and corrupt the state, as hell. The state Congress people, like the, the state House members, they like seeing them. They like being covered. They're not getting interviewed by... Yeah, they like, want to be on TV. Yeah, so like they constantly, like, and this year, like they, they normally fund it without a problem, and this year the governor like tried to like you know make it a thing. So I'm glad to see they... They did. Like, I just read, like, uh, I think Thursday or Friday, maybe. They, they overrode, they the, overrode veto. the veto. Yeah. Yep. So OT is funded at least for three more years. They, yeah. They're good for three more years. But, like, that's just a perfect example of, like, they are, like, it, it sounds like, oh, like, they're trying, like, like, everyone blames the media, right? And it's just, like, successful propaganda that you've yep. fallen for. Because, look, they are actively trying to shut down. Like, they're in charge of this one. So, like, what did he try to shut down? If he was in charge of all the new stations, like... They would be shut down. Oh or yeah, put under his like, you know what I mean? Like that's just, just like uh, Russian TV, exactly. Like, state TV. like and, and, that's, and that's what they want. And you're like, how does it get there? How does the country get there? And it's like this. You're, you're, you're witnessing it, it in Oklahoma. Exactly. You're watching it happen right now. <laughs> so like, the news is for you. It really is for you. And like, of course, we have a business model that we have to live by and whatnot. But like, we really do put put viewers first. And I think the more and more, especially in Tulsa, that we put people first. I love stories about people, about individuals. I'm not so big about like grouping people and labels, but when we just tell an individual story, uh, I love that. And and you can help, you know, like if you have story ideas, you know things going on in your town, call your local stations and watch, you know, or, or, or even just web, visit the websites, comment like positive things, active things, just show people. <laughs> yeah. Because again, like you, you, you may not make a difference. You may not be able to like, save jobs or anything right now. But right now, newsrooms are like looking at things and being like, "What can we do to survive?" Mm -hmm. And if they know they have an audience who's like aching for a voice yeah. in, in Tulsa and Oklahoma, um, I think that like that might help like yeah. persuade news on its like pivot because it's gonna have to pivot, right? So yeah, otherwise it is just gonna become state TV. <clears throat> yeah, and and no matter your politics, if if you're like independent you're liberal you're republican like the news is it, it fucking helps dude it helps knowing uh, what's Absolutely. going on in your town like and also local news it gets a lot of silly silly rep um but you know people joke about like i don't know how to adult today like man the, if you if you're a new adult watch the fucking news i learn <laughs> shit from the news all the time yeah like, right how to thaw like certain foods and like how to like you know make sure you're not killing yourself by what you eat and, and not like just like healthy food but like when food spoils and just random yeah, yeah, shit yeah. that like your parents maybe didn't tell you like local news like we do the same the, type the of stories sell by date versus when you should actually be scared <laughs> yeah. of it <laughs> yeah or just helpful financial news and stuff yeah. like there really is uh help and and most news these days especially local news like if you're a younger person uh know that the news is written by you <laughs> yeah there, our newsroom is full of mostly 20 year olds and uh, a few 30 year olds and management is like People in their forties, fifties ish. And that's kind of, but like, it's a young, it's a young place, you know. Yeah. So like, and but most of our viewers 
are twice that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like our viewers, uh, for the most part, are elderly people. Oh, right, right. So it's like um, local news isn't known for like the young audience, right? Nope. <laughs> the so, young hipsters. Like, I, this is just me like begging uh, young people to <laughs> Please watch get them. involved. Like please it's great. Clap. Like young people are getting involved in politics, are getting involved in activism, but like please get involved in journalism too because uh, it needs you. Yeah. Or it's literally going away. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> Anyway, Man, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and I, like I said, like it, you know, the second it started being uh, for profit, you know, the, I think three things that should never be for profit: news, healthcare, prisons. Yeah, yeah. You know, those are yeah. those are just three things that should never be run on a uh, on a profit based system. Where where uh, you know, it's just insane to think that like uh, we can't just objectively report the news because it's not profitable enough. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that's insanely scary. It is scary, uh, and that's yeah one of the areas where capitalism is is doing far more harm than good. Yeah, and, and they're starting. I, I saw a very like inspirational email. I mean, as inspirational as an email can be, that's like, hey, all your friends are about to be laid off. <laughs> but it, it, but it did recognize the fact that like back in the day, like. Local news got when, when news was the only only way for people to get news right. It was all about like, but who had the helicopters and the biggest graphics and the biggest name and like yeah. it was about the production right and like right. that's made you look bigger. Oh look, there's a twelve box. We've got twelve reporters on this and like Ooh. that was like the big thing. And the fact is, is no one gives a fuck nope. about that anymore. Like, drop that shit. No yeah. one cares about your fancy wipes and your fancy graphic package and whatnot. Like, mm -mm. give me the news. No one cares about your chopper. <laughs> give me the news and no move one cares on. Like, about your TikTok doesn't Doppler. have teases and like you know what I mean. Like, uh, so but they're learning that lesson, right? They're Doppler learning. Seven. <laughs> so like they're kind of reallocating money and trying to like help salaries more so they can keep journalists instead of people just fleeing the industry like mm. and that's good so people are recognizing that things need to change uh, from up top you know and, and they're making changes but like I do think that like viewers getting involved also and, and younger people especially like you can lead what local news is because yes. it's literally it's like a big old like ball of clay right now yeah. and like no CEOs know exactly they're like well we'll try this like but if you, the people, like, literally, it's for you. Yep. Like, if you just call the station, call any station, tell them, you know, what you want to hear, and just... Oh, by the way, add schools to that list of things that should never be run for profit. <laughs> oh, God. We have, we could go in that for, like, a whole... We haven't even talked about all the school, like, funding stuff that the state government's been fighting over. <sighs> we'll get to that on the next oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you, um... Do you have any uh, album recs this week or anything? I did. Um, I, I re-listened to... There's a band called Unbunny. Have you heard of them? I have not. <laughs> uh, Unbunny is like kind of bedroomy pop. You know, I think okay. it's just one guy like recording stuff. And, he, and there was an album called uh, Sensory Underload. And it's like um, 1996 to 2008. And these like recordings that Unbunny did. And they're just like a wide variety of like half demos and stuff. But like... He's got so much great melody. Like the lyrics are really silly. Like it'll sound like a really sad song, but if you listen to the lyrics, they're really silly. And he's got kind of like a Neil Young style to his vocals, you know. Okay. And uh, I don't know. It's just fun. It's playful. It's like got a, like lots of layers emotionally. I don't know. Nice. Not your, like your typical summer album, you know. Maybe like a early early morning or like a late night little like silly. Yeah. You know, but like your little like simple mood <laughs> i'm doing a bad job explaining. Nah, man i feel uh, it. I but yeah the magic you. for me and for unbunny is in the lyrics like he's a great lyricist with a lot of humor but also you know just great powerful lyrics too nice yeah uh i went back man uh this week i went and uh we've been watching uh yellow jackets oh yeah and uh no spoilers but there's a really cool scene in the season finale where they use uh street spirit Fade Out uh, by Radiohead from nice. The Benz, nice. uh, the very last track on The Benz. Uh, and I just still to this day think that uh, The Benz is their oh, best yeah. record. That's a great record. It's just such a good record. Um, but that song in particular is so hauntingly beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's just incredible. Um, and then also, if you need a, a hip hop rec, go back to 2015. And I know everybody's listened to it because it's hugely popular. But uh, I listened to uh, really did it like a deeper dive into uh, To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's the one with yeah. All Right, which is one of my favorite hip hop songs that, uh, in the last good. like 
10, 15 years. <laughs> um, yeah. It's such a good song. The lyrics are so fucking good. Uh, that album's really good all the way through. Oh, yeah. Uh, and album. I'd heard it before, but it, this was the first time I like really sat down and like delved into each song. It's one of my favorite album covers, too. It's so good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, cool, TJ, man. good to see I'm back you. At it. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody else, we'll see you in North Charleston. Hello, <laughs> North Charleston! Maximum News is a production of OLA Ministries. All original music written, performed, and reported by Kintz.